0: solving the disease to please let me know if you're watching on replay if you're watching on replay welcome i'm super duper grateful i usually wait five minutes after the seven o'clock thing happens there's lots of noise happening around at 7 pm people are really supportive of all of the um, hospital workers you know And I remember at first it was pretty exciting, you know, yay, hospital workers, but now we're like day 40. And right now you can start to feel a change in the temperature, emotional temperature, of everybody who's dealing with this COVID pandemic. And we're all starting to feel the effects of long-term isolation, long-term missingness of social engagement. If you're not actively engaged in Healing, if you're not actively engaged in uh, expansion of yourself, if you're not working right now towards something to better yourself, a skill, a refinement, uh, not actively going out of your way to engage with people, you're struggling a lot more than those of us who are doing it. And make no mistake, this isn't a picnic for everyone. It's not a picnic for me to go out hiking and then have people look at me like I'm holding them at gunpoint. It doesn't feel so freaking amazing. But now that we're in day 40 and things are starting to move further along, isn't it interesting how peoples it's wearing people down, the people that don't have some sort of a spiritual practice if you don't have something that you're moving towards expansion of if you're not climbing toward something meaningful then chances are you're having a really difficult time right now my heart goes out to you and it comes with actually great news at the very same time because there are things that are beyond my control out there <clears throat> this is not a picnic but completely worth it there are things going on around me that are beyond my control and there are things that are perfectly within my own control. And those of us, especially, you know, I just want to give a shout out to you, Laura, uh, the clients that we're working with, and Peta, who basically was sharing how every single day now she gets up and she's now started a Facebook group. By the way, Peta, please link here, your Facebook group, For teenage girls she just wants to like inspire them you know she's even got like a small handful of people she's like I don't care if there's only one person listening to my Facebook lives every day I get up and I lead them you know like there's two types of people right now that are that are happening right now those who really have worked at deepening their roots within themselves are starting to see their potential of thriving. In fact, they're feeling inspired about what's possible. And then there's the other half of people who are still dysregulated in their nervous systems and not knowing what what to do. paralyzed. this feeling of paralysis. And the interesting thing is this feeling of paralysis and dissociation isn't new it's something that we we have within our nervous systems that the COVID-19 pandemic didn't really um, start it didn't start with this it's been going on and it's a very amazing time for so many people that I get to encounter many of uh, many of the people in this community you being one of them that I've had the privilege of being able to connect with maybe you're just a lurker you've never commented or you're just watching from the sidelines that's okay I'm really grateful that you're on this path with me because my vision is to create a community of people who have healthy attachments in their relationships who feel so grounded within themselves that in any crisis they can show up greater versions of themselves in greater service rather than retreating hiding living in fear sitting on their hands saying mommy and daddy Donald Trump government please just bail me out and what I'm here to tell you is you have a choice of which one of those you get to be the biggest obstacle in this is about fear and that's what I wanted to talk about today in this conversation because this has been a big 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 issue was this concept of codependency and the neediness and the jealousy and the pleasing and the fixing and the solving and the rescuing and these cycles, these cycles that keep, these patterns that keep happening, the same arguments that keep happening in your relationship, the same uh, bumping up against one another, the same friction, the same relationship again and again even though it's a different person, this is now the most important conversation because the most important thing in the world because everything else is falling apart falling away and the only things that are remaining are what's truly important and the reality when you're looking around and seeing what's my connection like with myself what's my connection like with my family this job that i have to go back to do i really want to go back to that or am i Or am I, like, even more inspired? You know, either one is available to you if you're willing to really take a look and be courageous enough to self-assess. It takes courage. You know, if you're working with us, if you're in in this... Lucy seems to be coughing. Is she okay? Yeah, Lucy seems to be having a coughing attack over there. If you're with us and you're doing the work... um, And the work simply is to... Remain in a conversation of conscious awareness. To choose self-assessment. To choose to be at cause. Rather than having old patterns choose for me. I'm going to be the one that chooses my destiny. Chooses my responsibility. Chooses to create secure relationships around me. That's basically it. I'm the one to choose and so what we're noticing is that these these toxic dynamics keep happening and so a lot of I've been you know reaching a lot of people who've been reaching out to me it's been really successful women essentially it's just I'm surprised successful women who just keep showing up needy in their relationships successful at work doing really well like making sometimes making millions but showing up as the anxious attached the constant the pleaser the fixer and one thing that every pleaser and fixer has in common that I've observed okay is they have the same thing in common here's what the same thing is the same thing is that eventually they show up very resentful okay and this is a really good sign if you're pleasing, I want you to look at this, it's a very good sign, if your pleasing is coming from a place of inauthenticity and wounding versus it's coming from a place of like genuine power and mutuality you can, you, you can tell, here's how you can tell if you've now gotten to a place of resentment if you're now resentful Okay, this is the one thing that they all have in common is they all uh, become... Sorry, Lucy's having a little bit of... Is she okay? Yeah, she seems fine. Yeah, Lucy's... I've never seen her cough so much. So, resentment. That's the key. That's the key component. If you are now finding yourself in a relationship where you're looking and you're saying, fuck, I'm so pissed off. Look at everything I've given you. It doesn't feel fair. And you're coming back and you're... Coming from a place of anger and bitterness and resentment, there's a good sign that that regardless if they're like just your friends or if it's a romantic relationship or it's your child, you're giving from a place of codependency you're pleasing from a place of wounding it's not an authentic place because if it's coming from an authentic place there's no reason for resentment number one and number two if it's coming from an authentic place you're not going to give for the at the expense of your well-being you're not going to give at the expense of your well-being your well-being is the priority when you're giving you quickly check in instead of saying yes right away you quickly check in and you just go okay wait a second hmm. no that doesn't feel right or I'm I'll be really tired or I. Should... all of your This is one of the one of the people that I've been talking to this guy who's been constantly back and forth and she's like please 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 they're like dating right now and she's constantly like trying to be cool this is what this is what usually happens the codependents usually start off in the relationship really cool hey hey cool yeah especially with women oh yeah 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 i'm cool i'm not one of those needy chicks and you don't right away establish your needs right away and you hide what your needs are because for you to express them You're hiding, you're pretending, because if you were to express who you really are, then you're afraid that they're going to reject you. So what you do is, you pretend that you don't have, first of all, you pretend that you don't have them. You pretend that you don't have these needs. You feel needless because you want to be the cool one. So you hide what that is, and that's what she was doing, and wondering why is it that he would just... Keep com- he he wouldn't commit. They'd have a great time, and then he they'd get intimate, and then boom, he would pull away because he's the avoidant. Naturally, that's from when when he's receiving from that wound. He gets intimate. He all of a sudden gets triggered. Oh my gosh, she's gonna get crazy, and she's gonna suffocate me, just like my mother. And she's gonna I'm gonna have to be emotionally responsible for this one, just like my mother. Fuck that shit. Ah! You're gonna damn, damned if I have this happening again. I know how this looks. I know how needy look. My mother or my father, whatever. There is a, a dynamic. There's a repetition going on. He feels, and he doesn't want that kind of emotional responsibility. Just like mom, you're turning out to become like that. So then he'll fucking pull away, and then this dance keeps going back and forth. Here we go with this dance again the distancer the pursuer the distancer the pursuer so one of the big cl- one of the things i really want you to look at within yourself if you really want to heal this okay it, if you want to heal this and you want to create a secure attachment cuz that's really what you want even though what you're thinking you want is him cuz you're so fucking obsessed with him i want him please understand i want you to write this down it's not him i want it's a secure attachment that i want because that's your goal. You can make that your vision. That that's what I want. I want that secure attachment. That's the first step towards achieving it. Because you think it's him that you want, but it's not him. Because he's representing, I'll tell you why, he's representing an, a wound from, from yours. It's just a, just a haircut. Because if you get rid of him, or you just end that relationship, and you don't resolve the primary wound, the core wound, you're going to go start that same dance again, and then become the pleaser again, and then please, 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 hide your needs, please, 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 whatever, yes, yes, yes to everything, oh, sure, I'll come paint your whole place, sure, I'll come, and so she was going and, like, basically he breaks up with her and after a moment where they got intimate and she's like oh my god he's introduced me to to his family and now I'm meeting his uh, his daughter and wow this is moving forward and now getting her hopes up and then soon as that happens the expectations let's spend time this weekend and should we do that and leaning in leaning in leaning in which is masculine energy and then he's just like um, I'm gonna avoid this and avoid that so let's not do this I can't do this to you anymore he breaks it off, and then an hour later says, hey, I'm going to go uh, shopping for furniture to decorate my home. Would you come with me? And she's like, okay, I will, because that's who I am. Because I just, it's just who I am. I just, I, I, it's who I am. I'm kind, and I'm talking to her, and she's telling me this, and I'm like, it's who you are, hey? Cool. And then I, I gave her some I gave her some... this whole conversation started with my conversation with her. Because everything she's saying, the more uh, anxious, attached people I talk to, the more I hear all of your fucking excuses. (laughs) Sorry to be rude. The more I hear all of your justifications and excuses and what your ego is actually saying, and the fact that you have no clue what you're saying, you're so confused and you think you're convinced, That's This is where I get my content from. It's actually out of my own frustration, which I just want to go, fucking wake the fuck up! But I can't do that. Well, sometimes I do. If I'm friends with them, I'm like, ah. But then what I have to do is actually look and see why it makes sense that she's feeling that way, and then why, of course, he's going to want to pull away. Because there is a way for you to flex these superpowers of pleasing. And that's what it is. It's a superpower. It's something you're very good at. It's something you've been known for. It's something that's been your winning formula. One of my clients today messaged me. She goes, yeah, being a pleaser is I have a huge financial windfall because I'm a pleaser. I please the right guy. Hmm. Okay, good. As long as you know, I don't have a problem with it, as long as you know what you're getting out of it please, you want to write this down if you're not present to what you are actually getting out of this relationship you will always be pleasing hoping for an external reward let me say that again this is going to be a little bit triggering for you but if you're pleasing constantly constantly pleasing, pleasing, pleasing hoping that one day you're going to get this reward and not receiving anything in fair exchange because you haven't asked for it you haven't said well I want money there's gotta be a fair exchange I want money well I want your time I'll do this for you and that I know that sounds manipulative and all that but it's wiser to be it sounds transactional I totally get it but the truth of the matter is it should not yeah and and the fantasy is it shouldn't be but the truth of the matter is the universe works on fair exchange and it's wiser for you to just be clear and have the conversation so that you don't build up resentment later because you don't have to you don't have to give up your pleasing heck no in fact there's a way for you to keep that as your superpower yet not end up fucking bitter and resentful and not getting the reward that you want the 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 pleasing 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 and maybe he'll commit I'm just using the he please same-sex couples the same rules apply I'm just gonna make it simple and just use the majority but you know what I'm talking about I'm not trying to be exclusive or Uh, you know I'm not anti-gay or transgendered just let's just keep it simple and you you pretty much understand where you are in the masculine feminine anyway there's a masculine feminine so let's just go with that and so what happens is this pleasing thing and I'll use the feminine that the feminine does uh, if it's not clear and boundaries are not set and you don't do this right you're going to give and give and end up resentful or what I've noticed is you'll end up with a pain chronic pain and chronic illness because you are so terrified those are the people because I've been in the in the health field for such a long time those are the people who are so fucking this is the personality that I see and this is a huge generalization, and I've seen enough patterns that I'm very confident saying it. And my certainty exceeds uh, anyone's doubt about this. Is that the people with chronic pains and chronic illness and chronic um, fatigue? They say, "Oh, I have chronic pain, chronic fatigue." Chronic... Ah, okay, great. I just get to know them a little bit, and every single time, almost every single time, they are an individual who is so into giving giving, giving and they're so terrified to say no that they will give to the point of their own exhaustion they will give or they will uh, say yes even though it hurts them oh sure I'll help you move even though I have a disc herniation sure I will be right there for you because if you don't have my if I don't have your approval then I can't love myself okay if you don't heal this You'll start this cycle all over again with the new person. You can say, screw them, I don't want this person to treat me this way. Fine, and here's what will happen. After a while, the resentment starts to build. You don't feel like you're getting an even deal. And then you're going to, in your childish wound, start to say, you don't treat me well. You don't treat, and you're still there. You're still wanting that person. And you're like, you don't try and it's like you're endlessly complaining. You show up endlessly complaining and then you end up being work for the other person. The person is just like, This was my experience when I was in this dynamic. I was with a pleaser and she was admittedly she was like, If you if I please you and give you everything I think you want, then maybe he'll fix me. That was her hope. She's like, I've never met anyone with the skills because she saw me at a, a workshop. Uh, first time I met her, she saw my uh, YouTube videos and she's like, oh my gosh, maybe this guy can help me. She was also a John John Martini student. I meet up with her and on our first day, you know, that's what I do as well. I'm a pleaser as well. We get to meeting and she tells me about her food sensitivities and I'm like, oh, I can help you clear that. She goes really, and she has this gluten-free cafe. And I'm like, yeah, I can totally help you. If, like, if we go back, I can use the overview method. If we go back to your to where all of this started, then the associations you have with your food sensitivities, you'll be able to eat things that you didn't think you were. She was like, oh, I'm diagnosed celiac. That's what she said. She, I'm diagnosed celiac, and I'm like. uh, are you sure? Did you get a doctor? No, but that's what my doctor said. Well, maybe you have a food sensitivity. You're not diagnosed. Yet. Let's test it out. I sit there and I do a session on her and I her food sensitivity and we go back to a time when she was in high school, an earlier scene where she was so feeling ashamed because she was dyslexic and she was in math class and she felt like an idiot. And math class was right after lunch, where she would eat all of the wheats and the dairies and the, all the crap foods, feeling that food, and then going into math class feeling like shit, like stupid, because she was dyslexic, and she had a crush on the math teacher, because the math teacher was her cheerleader, high school cheerleader, uh, coach, high, cheerleading coach as well. And so she had this, I'm stupid, with, associated with that. we. That And all of a sudden, that day, for the first time in six years, she could eat gluten. And she was like, whoa! And we weren't even each other's types. I wasn't her type, she wasn't mine. But she's like, hmm, maybe this guy's going to help heal me. And she then became a pleaser for me. And it's not easy to, it's not difficult to please an idiot like me especially when I'm only thinking with one head. Catch my drift. Thus began a four-year relationship that was probably one of the most toxic codependent I've ever experienced. And the experience that I had nearing the end was that she was bitter and resentful the whole time simply because she felt that she wasn't getting an even exchange. and. Of course, I was basically playing the avoidant role. I was seeing and up in that relationship was like, oh, this is a lot of work. So I was the avoidant. She was the anxious attached and thus begun this push-pull dynamic, this highly volatile, and it was exhausting. And all of the things that I'm teaching right now were at the... the result of two years of deep inner work that I've taken to actually heal from all of the absolute chaos that was created in my life as a result of dissociating from myself and she did the same thing she completely dissociated from herself and we were both stuck in this toxic codependent dynamic we were both pleasing the other and abandoning ourselves so the cool part is now you you, I've learned that I can still be a pleaser in the ways that I want and I'm clear with what I want in fair exchange and my partner does the exact same and you can do that so I want to show you there's three steps to becoming a powerful pleaser without sa- self-sacrificing so <clears throat> keep it simple wonderful awesome so the first thing that you're uh, that you're gonna want to do number one okay is is first know what you want know what you want this is probably the biggest challenge to a codependent pleaser because what do you want I don't know what do you want you don't really have a firm grounding of what you want because you've been so used to being externally focused well I want whatever you want one of my clients described herself as a jellyfish she goes i feel like a jellyfish I go what do you mean she goes I feel like I don't have my own uh, my own voice it's i'm I'm basically enmeshed with I, I'm feeling whatever the person around me is feeling I'm like exactly classic codependency pleaser okay and she goes I feel like a jellyfish I don't know what I with first step to get to know exactly what you want and this this is done by going into to your younger self and reconnecting with the parts of you that you've abandoned because there was a younger self within you that always knew what they wanted but either they weren't seen or they were they weren't anxiously attached they actually seen or acknowledged it was all about taking care of other people and because so that you can keep your attachment needs met you have to abandon yourself that's when it all began so how do you know yourself you must go back and heal the wounds with that younger self the biggest obstacle is it's scary as fuck your ego will not want to do it your ego will say no your ego is trying to protect your what's your ego your ego is trying to protect your wounded inner child so it will come up with all sorts of excuses as to why it shouldn't go back there the ones that i hear the most is um they should do it i want them to do it that's number one like what about them what about them and it's like of course they're responsible for their own work you still have that unresolved hoping that they will change and never trigger that but they will constantly trigger that you must go back there and reconnect with that you can't fucking bypass that second obstacle is when you have an opportunity to go and reconnect with that wounded child your ego is gonna try to deflect you I don't have the money let me ask my husband like oh I gotta heal this this is gonna save my marriage gonna uh, I'm gonna be able to have a healthy relationship I want my independence Okay, great, you want that independence. great. So let's heal that. Well, I've got to make sure that my partner's okay with it. Wait, wait, wait wait, that's your ego. What if they say no? Here's the question. This is the question that you must a- answer if you're a codependent right now. What if your partner says no, Then what? Well, then I can't do it. Exactly. and you will stay codependent. You must create, personal autonomy this is what I say to all these people who reach out wanting help and I go okay so here's the deal are you empowered to make choices about your own health or do you need permission from your partner if you need permission from your partner I want to talk to them as well you I, I'm not gonna get on a, Can I talk to you I'm um, no you can't talk to me I gotta have boundaries with my time cuz I'm tired of people reaching out this is my this has been my boundary. I just say this I know because I'm a pleaser. I want to help everyone. And then all these people would reach out to me and then they would be like, "Yes, I want to change my life." I'm like, "Okay, good. You got to step this way and then but I'm scared." I know, but that's part of it. Your inner child is terrified, and it's terrifying going back there. It's terrifying going into your body. Your ego is going to want to try to block you and come up with all sorts of excuses. And the exact ex- here's, the, here's the here's the the answer. I want you to write this down, please. This is really. Important. You've been listening to the Trigger Proof podcast, designed to teach you the most important skill necessary for a dramatically changing world, which is. See you at the next perfect time. Important. The reason why you can't is the reason why you must. This is what I realized. The reason why you can't. Mm. It's COVID-19 and I don't know about the future. So I can't. No, no, no. That's why you must. So that you can resource yourself and prepare for that. So whatever excuses are coming up, it's just a fear of reconnecting with that child because how do I put it how do you how do I put it to this way this weekend we had several people jump into our uh, overview experience and all of them said the same thing Ugh oh, I have been so much work I've had three that were actually mindset mentors they actually help others and they coach others with mindset work and they all said the same thing I've never fucking done this before this is completely different. But I've done NLP. I'm an NLP certified and then and then they finish and they're like, oh, okay. I'm like, I know. I have too. I've done all of those things. I've integrated shit you've never actually ever done. And this part of it can't be bypassed. You can't expect any results without really going in and reconnecting with your younger parts somatically. That's what's been the missing piece. That's why nothing's worked. This is going to actually work, and it's going to call on you to take responsibility. It's going to call on you to gather courage. It's not going to be done by an outside person. I'm not even going to be the one fucking doing it for you. I'm not the hero. You are i'm the guide and this hero's journey every single time the big part of that hero's journey when you have the call to adventure caleb this is a great one for you you have a call to adventure yes that's it and how many times are you uh, in your communication are you like yeah that's it i'm tired of living this way here we go that's right and it's like okay good step up Uh, it's kind of like when lucy first learned to go down she was like oh oh," and I'm like go ahead Lucy you're gonna live you might fall yeah that's okay but you have to step down you can't stay Peter Pan syndrome forever it's time to wake up and grow the fuck up and it's time to actually face what you've been avoiding all along otherwise you're gonna point and expect the other person to to do the work for you which is what your ego wants because it's painful to go back and reconnect I'd rather they do it why can't they do it? Why can't I hope they fix themselves? I, I I hope they fix themselves. I can just keep feeding them and pleasing them, pleasing them, pleasing them to avoid doing my work of reconnecting to that wounded self. I want you to imagine this. Every time you reach out to please someone else, there's a younger part of you reaching out, out at you going, What about me? So what every time you go to please, here's what's happening you abandon yourself to please and when you go to somebody else there's a younger self going come back please don't i'm going to make you uncomfortable i'm going to make you anxious i'm going to give you chronic pain anything to to, i'm going to give you anxiety anything to wake you up to coming back to me so that's the first one is to know what you want the way you do that is by healing that relationship with your younger self. When you do, you integrate, and all of a sudden, you're like, ah, I know exactly what I want, and I'm going to speak up for it, which leads me to my number two. You must, step one is to learn what you want. Before, it's like, tell me what you want so that I can know what I want. No, you got to be like, this is what I would love. I'd love a secure attachment. In fact, this want you to do i want you to write down (laughs) i want you to write down okay all of the things that you want in a relationship these are non-negotiables what do you want okay great you talk about his partner he treats me like that yes what do you want oh i never really thought about that start there okay start there number one number two you have to confidently express your wants needs and boundaries confidently here's the scary part to express my boundaries what's gonna happen is I'm gonna have to risk losing you I'm gonna have to risk losing you when I started this business and I just started out I would take every client I'd be like oh my gosh please yes yes I'll get on a call for an hour for free yes I Oh, of course I will yes I'll just talk dr. Nima I just saw your video can we talk just to talk I just I want to tell you about my traumas sure absolutely I'd love to sure and then one hour later I'm like okay great Are you ready to work? Oh, I I, I don't have any ability to do anything about it, but thank you so much. I totally feel better. And I'm just like, by the end of the day, I'm fucking drained. I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm pissed off. I'm resentful, I start getting angry with people, then now, when anybody reaches out to me, anybody, I'm just like, fuck you, you want my fucking time, fuck, fuck, and I start getting really rageful, and that's the natural result of being a pleaser without setting a fucking free and saying, no, here's the deal, I understand and appreciate you have some challenges, I'm not going to give you my time, here's a webinar, watch this, after that, if you have any questions, sure. Then I would get people on calls, and still they would show up, and they had no, they had no intention of doing anything about it. They'd emotional on me, and this went on for a year until I fucking finally woke up, and I'm like, here's the deal. It's a thousand dollars to apply. You hop on a call. Okay, we talk about what's going on, and we set a game plan in place, and everything that we do that deposit goes towards the work that we do and if we determine that it's not a fit you get a full refund Boom, problem solved here's why the people who reach who since I've done that the people who've reached out when I set a boundary I put boundaries around my time and my energy because my work is really energy driven. I can't deliver this to you unless I feel. I won't even come on. I won't even come on Facebook Live and talk to you unless I feel like I'm in my heart, wanting to serve you. I, I, if, if you're going to give me your attention, I'm going to make sure that I give you my heart. That's not easy to get myself to. I don't wake up that day all the time. I have a process that I get myself there so that I can be in a flow-like state of service towards you and my clients and my partner you know what I mean and th- there's a baby on the way so I'm gonna as my kid comes I'm gonna be even more guarded with my energy I'm gonna be like uh, uh, uh. if you're you're not uh, uh, my bear and this is what I this is what happens as you become more grounded in yourself your boundaries and barriers become stronger and you say no a lot easier I'd be like sorry peace out it's a fuck no for me. <laughs> You're able to have the strength to be able to say that. I'm I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm just being playful right now, but I can say mm, it's a no and I can feel that. So, over the last week we've had several people like constantly messaging me. So, I had to separate the ones that I was going to give and please versus the ones that I was going to say no thank you because it's not easy for me to say no I want to say yes to everyone but then I become a resentful fucking prick when I do and that's not how I want to show up for the world so I want to show up in a way where I'm actually feeling like I I love to to I would love to serve you so now after we did the deposit it's been a beautiful thing because the people who've shown up who've invested have all shown up like okay it's gonna be scary I'm ready they've been probably the best clients over the last, like, month that I've been doing this, like Laura, for example, you, showing up, like, why do you think, Laura, let, correct me if I'm wrong, why do you think I go the extra mile for you? Because I love your commitment. If I see how committed you are, like, you're just, you show up on time, you do the work, like, you're like, I need to do this, I'm all in, and she sacrificed a lot. She's a single mom of two. She committed to investing. And is like you and she's and and you don't think I I appreciate those sacrifices, so I go double time because I have a fair exchange with Laura. She invested, so I'm like, oh yeah, baby, we're gonna give you, we're gonna over deliver. That's what we're gonna do. And the ones that say, oh, Doctor Nima, I need help. I'm like, great, sure. So it's a thousand um, deposit, and it's. Here's the best part, it's an irresistible offer. If we're not the right fit, you get a full refund. Full refund. So you want to talk to me, sure, but put some sort of a, and so when when we've done that, now the only people who get on a call with me are completely serious. They're like, Dr. Nima, I don't want to waste your time. And I'm like, wow, I I start hearing this. People are like, I have so-and-so, I heard about you through so-and-so, I need to change this now, great here's what we got okay I can't do that dr. Nima I don't want to waste your time I'm like well look at that my life has just gotten so much and am I willing to piss off one or two of you who think I'm a fucking greedy asshole yeah I'm willing to do that because my work is really important to me and so is so are my clients So if I'm draining my energy with people who are just wanting to emotionally dump because I want to please, then I'm a dick to my clients. But I treat my clients like fucking gold. I go the extra mile. And I love that. And if you're a pleaser, please understand that I see you. I do that with my work as well. Here's the here's the main thing you got to learn in order to be able to do that. You have to be okay being misunderstood. You have to learn how to trigger-proof yourself to being misunderstood. It's terrifying, but trust me. So when you when somebody thinks I'm being a greedy prick for doing that, I should just give my time for free. There's a part of me that's like, oh, I don't want to be seen that way, but I'm okay being misunderstood because and it's a practice I didn't get there overnight to have that level of you know uh, certainty but that's what it is so number one is to know what you want number two is to confidently express your needs and wants and boundaries how do you do that you must learn how to trigger-proof yourself to being misunderstood and number three for the pleasing doing it here's number three third step is to acknowledge what you're doing it for acknowledge that the work that you're doing all of this inner work we say oh it's just for spirituality it's just for my own health no you want a healthy relationship acknowledge that it's okay to want to do this work so that you can have a healthier relationship acknowledge that that's what you want there's nothing shameful in that There's a lot of, like, coaches and, you know, guru and trying to shame you for your desires. There's nothing shameful for wanting a really great relationship where you feel safe. It's your home base. Number one, know what you want. Number two, confidently express your wants and needs and boundaries. Step three, be okay with having it about your wanting a relationship be okay with that if that's if that's what you want because you because doing it for spiritual growth or doing it for my own personal development now I' have a healthy relationship there's nothing more important in the world than that and when you go through crisis like this if you have that foundation you have the roots at home you are doing amazing so this is basically for those of you who are pleased saying yes all the time, saying yes to a person, saying yes in fear of saying no, I- 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 in fear of rejection. You have hope, but it takes work. It's not a quick fix. It's not a. This three-step process takes a few, several months to master. It takes a commitment to self-observation. It takes a willingness to be uh, walking with fear. It takes a facing of your fears of, what if i'm alone it, it 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 takes you needing to go back and healing those attachment wounds that had you become needy in the first place in fact when i saw this happening i stopped dating for 6 months i have a healthy secure attachment right now and we're working doing the work daily on keeping it that way but i didn't distract myself in a relationship to get it and in fact i did the scariest thing ever i go for 6 months that was impossible I was 43 years old I've never been single for that long and uh, I had to do that and uh, the work was not easy but I did it for the right reason because I want a healthy relationship and it's not easy but it's worth the investment of time and resources because if I don't have that I can m- have the most successful business but I'm not really gonna enjoy it FYI there's a link uh, that I like to put in Sunday join us for breath work it's only ten bucks if you're having problem with the ten bucks let me know I'll sort you out but I got a link there noon on on Sunday from noon to three we do an inner child meditation with breath work to help you release some of those old traumas reconnect you with your younger self uh, integrate the child mind and the adult mind together and give you a practice you can use for the rest of your life to help heal you on a somatic level. I hope to see you at the next perfect time. See you.